Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Influence on your money with Money FM 89.3. Happy St. Patrick's Day! It's Ireland's day to shine and for all of us to go a little green. To get a scoop on the holiday, I've invited the Ambassador of Ireland to Singapore to join us. Sarah McGrath is the first Irish woman to hold the role of Ambassador to Singapore. She took up her post back in August 2022 and today she leads a team uh, at the Embassy to promote Irish interests and of course to build bilateral ties. Your Excellency, good morning. Happy St. Patrick's Day! Good morning, Michelle, and Banakdina Fela Podrig. As you can hear, I feel like I've already talked to every person <laughs> in Singapore this week, so apologies for my voice. <laughs> well, you're sounding like a rock star, I have to say. Uh, what exactly are we celebrating, Ambassador? So, St. Patrick's Day is Ireland's national day, and I suppose unusually, it is not a day that represents a, a date of our independence or something like that, but actually is. We take the saint's day of the patron saint of Ireland, Patrick, who is the person who who brought Christianity to the island of Ireland and turned us into what what became known as the land of saints and scholars. And we like to Ah. think that the modern version of that today is an island that is a centre of learning and innovation. Oh, beautiful. All right, to kick things off and so that the listeners can get to know you a little better, uh, can you share with us your journey in diplomacy? Sure, Michelle. I joined the foreign ministry directly from university, actually. I studied law, and I'm going to steal a phrase that I actually heard from a Singaporean colleague, uh, which I really liked, which reflects my own experience, that I realized when studying law that the only client I wanted to represent was Ireland, which is why I then uh, pursued a career in diplomacy. And I joined the foreign ministry Um, Actually, very early on, I I was only 20 when I joined, uh, a baby. Um, Mm. And since I've been there uh, 22 years and had some marvellous experiences, I mean, I've gotten to work on a whole range of issues from disarmament and nuclear non-proliferation to Northern Ireland policy to Irish aid, which is our development aid programme, but also to serve abroad um, at the United Nations, which would have been actually my early experience of Singapore because we're both members of the Forum on Small States in the UN, which is really important for small countries like ours. I also served at the embassy in Berlin dealing with trade issues. And uh, this is my first ambassadorial posting. And I can tell you, Michelle, that all of my colleagues are incredibly jealous that my first time out <laughs> is in a place as nice as Singapore. Glad to hear that. So in essence, Ambassador, you've had one employer your entire postgrad life. Is that fair to say? It is, which um, is, I know, increasingly, uh, increasingly unusual. So it is. uh, (laughs) And I suppose part of the attraction, to be honest, of working for the Department of Foreign Affairs is that you do have that stability of always working for the same organization. But then the change and the diversity of changing roles every four years and spending half of your career abroad. What an amazing journey. We're so thrilled that you are uh, have joined us here in Singapore. Give us a sense of your view of the role of the Irish ambassador to Singapore. Sure. Well, I think one of the things that makes it so interesting is actually that there is quite a range. So obviously, primarily, it, there is a big element of it, which is to do with trade and economics. You know, we're both uh, happily wealthy countries. We trade a lot with one another, especially in services. And so 
promoting and encouraging that, especially now that we have the EU-Singapore Free Trade Agreement, um, mm-hmm. is very much part of my role, together with my colleagues here from the Enterprise Ministries and, and the FDI side. But we also have actually quite a large Irish community here in Singapore. So our role here in the embassy is to look after them in terms of services like passports and consular assistance, but also to engage with them as part of their life in Singapore. And I was actually at an event, at a couple of events over the weekend, where one of the things that I said was one of the nicest things about being an Irish ambassador is getting to see what your country women and men bring to the place that they live. And I know for the citizens uh, of Ireland who live here, they're so grateful for the experience they have in Singapore. And I think as part of the payback, want to share the best of Irish culture, Irish food and Irish experiences with their Singaporean friends and neighbours. You spoke a little bit about your role when it came to trade relations. So help us understand the opportunities for Singaporean business who do want to build further relations with Ireland. You mentioned services. What what sectors stand out for 2023? I think, I mean, the Irish economy is a highly developed one. So a lot of the things are in this kind of open knowledge economy space. So I would say fintech is still extremely strong. Um, in Ireland and there's a lot of engagement back and forth on that and I think looking for 2023 as well I think across the world now food security is such a big issue so in addition to food exports which is a different thing agri-tech and some of the technologies that make the transport of food and uh, more efficient and make it possible to have more secure global supply chains of food are also something that's really interesting. We ask all personalities who come on this show to open up a little with us. So when it comes to the topic of money, which is what the station is all about, Ambassador, help us understand the first good money habit you formed. What was that? So I have to say I can take no credit for this habit. Um, I have to give (laughs) full credit, as for many things in my life, uh, to my mother, fantastic woman named Anne McGrath, who, when I was seven years old, she volunteered with the credit union, which is, you know, a community mm-hmm. organization to encourage savings. Um, and she opened a credit union account for me and my very small, because it was the 1980s in Ireland, allowance uh, went into that credit union account. And I have to tell you, Michelle, that to this day, uh, I do have a regular savings uh, with the credit union. Um, oh, that is was, fantastic. But it was, I think it was a really good it was really important for me, I think, to learn, you know, because it meant that even when I was quite young, if I wanted to, say, go on a school trip or do something, I would save up my money and then take some of it out and then, you know, build it back up again. And then I had got to do that in a more real life setting when I went away to university. Uh, most people in Ireland, uh, because it's a, a somewhat larger country geographically than Singapore, are not in their home city for university Mm. so I used that money as well savings from summer jobs to pay for my accommodation uh, when I went to University College Cork. Oh absolutely fantastic so your mom inculcated this savings habit I guess really early on in your life would she deposit your allowance in that account or was it up to you to deposit what you wanted? So at the very beginning, uh, it was her, but she would bring me with her because she also volunteered at the credit union. So sometimes, uh, because it was just the two of us, sometimes if she was volunteering, you know, on a Friday evening or a Saturday evening, I would sit in the back office and now 
help in strong inverted commas, Michelle. Uh, people would kindly <laughs> give me things to stamp or to pretend count. Um, so a little bit of both, I would say. So you took on responsibility at a fairly early age, Sarah. Uh, what do you think women really need to understand about managing their money? I think a really important thing for everyone, but it may be more acute for women, because mm-hmm. unfortunately, Michelle, in the world today, it is often women who may have less power in certain situations and may find themselves you know, in a vulnerable situation. I think it's really important to understand your own finances and to have control of your own finances. And that's not to say, I'm not, I'm not saying don't have joint accounts or family accounts, but I would say never let someone else take responsibility for your money. And particularly don't let someone else take responsibility for understanding your finances. Well said, well said. You know, Ambassador, we like to read it forward on this show. We talk about financial literacy, but we also encourage the habit of reading. And we'd love to hear about the one book that you've read that's really made an impact on you. So now, controversially, I am going to pick a book not by an Irish author. So I do feel (laughs) obliged to say that there are such a range of magnificent Irish authors and we have more Nobel Prizes for literature than any other country in the world. So we'll take that as a given. Um, But I was thinking a little bit both about the topic of this show, but also last week, um, having International Women's Day last week, and you, like me, I'm sure, were at many panel discussions and different talks. And one of the books I mentioned quite a lot there is a book called Invisible Women by actually a British woman called Caroline Criado Perez. And... Mm -hmm. The spiel doesn't sound very exciting, but I promise it's actually a really interesting book. It is a book about the gender data gap, about the way the world is designed and what data that is based on. And if you think now, Michelle, you know, there's been a lot of chat about AI and all these different things, especially in the last few weeks. The data that informs that AI impacts the way that it behaves. And if that data discounts or undercounts 50% of the world's population in the form of women, then we get problematic things. It begins with a chapter, which I think is the best opening chapter of a book about data that I've ever seen, which is, is snow plowing sexist? Or can snow plowing be sexist? Um, So I would really, really recommend it. I I, I have to say, I I press it upon people at every opportunity. And... (laughs) Everyone that I have pressed it upon um, has come back and said that they were really, really glad that they read it and that they, it has made them view the world a little bit differently. And for women especially to kind of speak up a bit more and say, well, this research you're talking about, dig down into that a little bit. Who was that research done on and was it reflective of the population as a whole? Oh, I'm so glad you shared that book with us because so much of women's work is invisible. So... That, I have to say, is one of the most interesting books on data that I've ever heard introduced. So thank you for that. <laughs> before, we, before we end off, we can't let you go without knowing how St. Patrick's Day is going to be celebrated here. What can we all take part in? Oh, so there's so many things. So we had some lovely events last weekend, but don't worry, there's still lots to come. Uh, so this evening, there is the St. Patrick's Society, St. Patrick's Ball. Now, unfortunately, that's sold out but you can put it in your diary for next year, you know, and make sure to buy tickets early. 
and then on Sunday we have the we have the Patrick's Day Parade, um, which uh, starts off uh, down near Empress Place and kind of goes across to UOB Plaza. So people will be gathering from like two o'clock, and then the parade takes off at three. But there's going to be face painting and Irish dancing and music and all kinds of fantastic things. And I'd love for lots of our Singaporean friends and neighbours to join us. Oh, thank you so much for the warm invitation. I'm sure we can't wait to join in a lot of the celebrations that will be still uh, happening this weekend. So lots of opportunities there. Sarah, what a what a joy it's been to get to know you. Thank you so much for being here with us on Money FM 89.3 and happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle, and Banakdina Fela Sarah McGrath there, the ambassador, the Irish ambassador to Singapore. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Influence. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.